0: Welcome to Talking Sports, a multi-week podcast with Brady Yarbrough. Today, we will be touching three topics. First and mainly, I will talk about how teams are doing and who started hot and who started cold in the MLB. Man, am I glad it is back. Glad to watch baseball, you know, be able to see, you know, just... Being able to see it on TV again, just be able to watch it. It makes just life so much better. I mean, you don't realize how much you know baseball did in my life, even just watching MLB, like it was just so different when I didn't have it or when we didn't have it when we were watching it during Corona. It was just like a it was just crazy. I mean like a whole part of me was gone, you know? And then second, I would talk about the Joe Kelly incident. That was just absolutely nuts, dude. That was i we we'll was getting to it I mean it's crazy, and then last we will talk I will talk about one of the best two way players in baseball history, or so we thought. so first, I want to talk about how the MLB teams are doing and who started hot and who started cold, okay? One crazy thing that I picked up on... As I looked at the scores and the records already, is the worst three teams last year won? All of them won their first series this year. The Tigers beat the Reds two to one in the series. The Marlins won the series against the Phillies two to one. The Orioles won the series against the Red Sox two two to one. I just thought that was crazy and how the worst three teams last year all won their first series this year. I mean, that's a big step. I mean, I'm sorry, but one prospect or one rookie coming up from Double A or something doesn't change that. I don't know if it's because first weekend, the other teams are just sloppy right now because they haven't practiced in a while. I don't know, but... Honestly, I kind of hope they keep it up because I want to see some underdogs in the playoffs and stuff, and see them go forward. Good, you know that'd be that'd be great. I think the most surprising team to struggle is the White Sox. I mean, let's take a look at their roster, okay? Their pitchers are absolutely stacked. I mean, they have Aaron Bummer, left-handed pitcher, throws absolute heat. I mean, great Steve Cishek, nasty side armor. Alex Colome, perfect right-handed pitcher has a little bit of V look and locate pretty good. Then we have Jace Fry, lefty. You know, lefties. I mean, lefties are just good in general, but it also has he doesn't have that much velocity, but he can still do good. Then we have Lucas Giolito, who can start. I mean. He can start and come in relief. He's a good two-way, you know, pitching guy. Then we have Kelvin Herrera, who's been, you know, around a little bit. But he's, I mean, he's had some tough situations that he's got out of. and He'll definitely be in there in the clutch, 100%. Then we have Dallas Keuchel. I mean, what can you say about that? I mean, every, I mean, when you hear his name, you automatically know he's good. I mean, they're good with the Astros. Now he's on this team, I mean... That's a pretty good pitchers, I would say. Then you have two stud catchers, and the rookie Zach Collins and Yasmani Grandal. I mean, two catchers. You know, you don't have to worry about one getting tired and then nobody to fill the spot. I mean, you got two great catchers. And even behind them, you got James McCann. I mean, he can do something, too. So you got three good catchers. And then in the infield... They have Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, Edwin Encarnacion, and Yohan Moncada. Okay. Then in the outfield, they have Adam Engel, Larry Garcia, Eloy Jimenez, and Luis Robert. That's four outfielders. All you need is three. All you need is three, and they are going two and four start of the season. With that. With that roster, how do you go two and four? I am sorry, but how do you go two and four with that roster? I mean, I just think that's crazy. I thought the White Sox were going to do good this year with all their roster, you know, the the trades they made, you know, the people they brought up. I mean, I thought they were going to be good. And maybe it's just a bad start. Maybe they will pick it up. But I just think that is absolutely crazy. And then the most surprising team to be winning is the Marlins. I mean, they're 2-1 and one this year. You know, they've only played three games, but still they won their first series against a decent Phillies team. And, I mean, they came back. They, they're 2-1. and one. They have a winning percentage. That's good for them. Last year they went 57 wins. And 105 losses. That's just horrific. I mean, a 2-1 start is all they would hope for right now. I mean, that's crazy for them. I mean, I think they should be definitely happy with that. They should, like, pop some champagne and act like they just won the World Series with that start. I mean, that's just absolutely nuts. Next, I would like to talk about the Joe Kelly incident. That was just absolutely crazy. There's so much to talk about. Hopefully, I will touch all the parts for y'all. I'm trying my best, but there's just so much into this. So first, he starts off by throwing what people say at Bregman. I can see it. He threw it. It was on a three zero count. He threw a fastball at Bregman. You now Bregman was, was able to move out of the way, but I mean. If I mean, it's a good hitter. You know, nobody is going to throw him a meatball down the middle. I mean, if you're you're down 3-0 in a count against a good hitter, I bet you a lot of the times they're going to try to make him chase and they're not going to throw a meatball down the middle. Especially if they're a good hitter, you know they got the green light. So, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure it was intentional. I I I believe it is. But even if it wasn't, I could see, like, how it, you know, what is the reason why it wasn't intentional. I mean, it could have just been, like, a missed ball. I mean, it wasn't trying to throw it right down the middle. Maybe it was trying to throw it inside. Maybe get a little jam. I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. Um... He's also known to be wild. He's very known to be wild. I mean, so? And then, so he threw at Bregman. I understand that one. I mean, they literally beat the Dodgers by cheating and took away the ring. I mean, if anybody gets a pass to hit them, it should be the Dodgers. The Dodgers should be able to hit them as much as possible. I mean, not where it's, like, five times, but, like, they should be able to get a pass to hit him at least a couple times. I mean, it was just one time at this moment. It was one time against Bregman. I mean, and then after, the Bregman, after Bregman walked, I went back and watched the replay a couple times to make sure I got all the facts for y'all. And so Michael Brantley was up next. He hit a ball to first base, right? The first Jason picks it up, throws it to second. Gets Bregman going second. And the shortstop's going to throw it back to first. You know, try to get a dull play. So, Joe Kelly is going to cover the bag. Okay? Now, he missed the bag a little bit. Or, he didn't miss the bag. But he wasn't where it was supposed to be. When you're supposed to cover first. And so, he got cleated pretty bad. And Michael Brantley cleated him. I mean, in my opinion, it was nowhere close to being intentional. I mean, Michael Brantley did not mean to do it, just Joe Kelly's foot was in the way, I mean, it is what it is, baseball, but that might have fueled him throwing at Correa, because I don't think the incident of cheating would make him throw a off-speed pitch at Correa. And also, another reason why I think that that fueled the one at Correa is because if it was because of the cheating, and they were trying to get revenge or something, you know, he would do it multiple times till he hit him. But he missed the first one, and he didn't go back to it. He went on with the um count, and they proceeded to strike him out. I mean, I feel like if it was because of the cheating scandal, and he was actually going after him, he would have tried more than once if he failed the first time. And then the fact that Joe Kelly got an 8, Eight, eight, Uh, eight game suspension as a reliever. You know, if you think about it, I mean, if he's a starting pitcher, he's maybe missing two starts maybe out of eight games. But as a reliever, he's missing at least three or four games. I mean, that's a lot, especially in a 60-game season. That could be everything. I mean, and the fact that the Astros cheated was were found guilty to win a World Series, and they don't they don't get any punishment at all. I think that's absolutely crazy and wrong. And then at the end, Joe's Joe Kelly's face was just icing on the cake. I mean, that was just great. And also the fact that the eight game suspension came. Without Joe Kelly getting thrown out in the first place. He didn't even get thrown out. And he got suspended for eight games. Like, it may have been different if the umpire threw him out. But he didn't even throw him out. I just think that is absolutely crazy. Let me know if I missed something on that. But I think I covered all of it. I mean, there's just so much about that. I mean, it was, man. Last, I would like to talk about what we thought was one of the best two-way players in MLB history. But may, that may not be the case anymore. Let's talk about Shohei Otani, Okay? Last year, er, last year he had Tommy John, okay? And we will get into the effects in a second. But I want to mainly talk about what he did in 2018. His debut, okay? Let's talk about how he was hitting 101 constantly with his fastball, averaging about 98, 99 with his fastball. And then let's talk about his win percentage and loss percentage. It was .667. His ERA was 3.31. He had 51.2 innings pitched. And out of those 51 innings, he let up 38 hits, 19 earned runs, 6 home runs, and 22 walks. Also, out of those 51 innings, he had 63 strikeouts. 63. In case you're wondering, that is over a sh- one strikeout per inning. And then his hits per game were 6.6. So he gave up on average of 6.6 hits per game. He gave up an average of 1 home run per game. And he gave up an average of 3.8 walks per game. Also, I would like to make one more point about his 2018 season. He averaged 11 strikeouts per 9 innings. That's absolutely crazy. I mean, that's just good. I mean, be able to be, and to be able to do that and still hit good too. I mean, that's that's just good. I mean... That's good. And then, Styles 2018. Okay? And, in 2019, he was unable to play because he had Tommy John. Now, let's talk about the effects Tommy John had on him. He had his first outing. Okay? Of the 2020 season. During Corona. He did not record an Out. not record in single out he was averaging his fastball in the high 80's that's a 10 mile per hour difference from 2018 that's the difference you want from your fastball and off speed pitch not your fastball from 2 years ago and the fastball from now that's not what you want I mean, I just, I know Tommy John can affect you, but, like, I don't know. I hope it goes up for him. It's not looking good. I mean, it's not looking good at all. Not at all for him. But hope—but he did hit home run. He did hit a home run. But let's see if he can pick it up on the pitching side. See if he can get back up to his normal self. Thank you for tuning in to the TSS Show, where I will be posting multi-week content. Let me know in the comments if you have any questions regarding sports, and I will try to answer them in the next episode. Thanks again, and keep loving sports.